Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? We are the podcast where we try and throw open the gates to anime, whether you're a new fan, a returning fan, or an anime veteran. Ever wanted to get into anime but didn't know where to start? We're the podcast for you, but if you are a grizzled old vet like we are, we accommodate you too. We're doing a lot here at Gateway to Anime. Now, if you really want to help us out, just a little bit of housekeeping, you can give us a review on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. Actually really does make a massive difference. Well, Charlie, how are you going? Good, good. I'm excited to be back. It is a first recording for the year for us, so just excited to be back in the studio and talking about all things anime. I'm excited for this year and for what kind of topics that we can come up with for anime. And this one is a fun one. So looking forward to chatting about it. Isn't it? Graham, how are you going, mate? Good, mate. I am ready to fill my plate <laughs> and digest anime food programming. <laughs> <laughs> kind of lost it. No, 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 not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. <laughs> now, of course, we are doing food anime. Now, obviously, food is across all anime you hard pressed to find a show where they don't eat food but we are talking about shows which specifically focus on either food making food consuming or just the reverence of food which you will find is massive in japanese culture and in japan and of course the exports all around the world we're also going to do something a little bit different as well if you want to head to our patreon every episode now will be accompanied by a Patreon-specific episode where we'll kind of riff off the topic of the week that we've done. It'll be a little bit more personal, won't be quite as anime-driven. Of course, we're talking about anime, we'll be talking about what we've talked about in the episode of the week. But, for example, this one, we might start talking a little bit more about our own experiences with Japanese food and whatnot, but we'll leave that for the Patreon. If you want to join us over there, please do so. Like I say, new episodes coming out every Friday on Patreon. It's a new 2024 resolution for us. But let's jump in to food anime. Who wants to start? Who wants to start? Well, first of all, I'll just say like anime and like animating food that looks like the best thing you've ever seen in your life is just like there are so many like smash cuts of Studio Ghibli film um, oh, yeah. food, Let's all of that there. stuff. So like I think it's one of those things that I think there's so many shows I watch and I'm just like, oh, don't watch this when you're hungry. Just don't. <laughs> I, it'll be painful for you. And I think it's it's funny because it has such a huge part in anime and what people think about anime. Like, I've, I feel like people sometimes, you know, there's like the anime study beats to study to. Yes. And there's like smash cuts of like different Ghibli food to like um, hip hop, like jazz lounge, like that or kind of thing is what I think. Of. With it. And it's excellent. I watch them all the time. <laughs> I am going to come forward and just say that I am a f- awful cook and I hate cooking. It's true. So much <laughs> with a passion. I like eating food, of course, but even. Some of these shows have made me go, could I be like a professional chef? Like, could I do this for a living? The answer is no. No. Absolutely not. Not even Particularly in the shows that we're talking about, which some of them are like literal fantasy settings. In fact, most of them are. Actually, yes. In fact, all of them are. Yeah. Mine's actually really realistic. We should start with one that's out this season because one of the biggest shows this season, the most hyped up shows, is on Netflix currently airing. It's called Delicious in Dungeon and Sam's going to talk about it. Yes, uh, I am. And this is not like this is funny because we're a lot. I think we're, our shows are all varied. Like some of us are talking about, you know, just ones that are set like, you know, make, making like a real dish from, you know, Italy or that kind of thing or a Japanese dish, traditional dish or, um, or you know, you have Hal cooking a bacon and eggs and that looks the like the best, best thing ever over calcifer. Mm. 
Like, I like how that was the one I liked. I was like, damn, that's such an amazing dish. Like, it's bacon and eggs. <laughs> bacon and eggs. You don't even eat meat. There's a bit where he, like, cuts bread and it looks really good. Like, yeah. I guess it's just how doing anything looks good. So I was like, true, good job. True, but the yeah. bar's low. I was like, great job, babe. Can I slice bread? I was like, oh. <laughs> yes. So satisfying. He just, like, he does it with, like, one hand. I mean, I think it actually is impossible. But he's a wizard and I'm not going to be like. Yeah. To be fair, I have struggled my entire life with, like, an uncut loaf and getting it's, the perfect slice. It's harder than you think. Oh. God forbid if it's a sourdough and it's got like a little hole in it. No, oh, man, it's over. Game's, game's over. Put it in the bin. Yeah, I think you need <laughs> literal magic. Um, yeah, or a bread case. slicer. Yeah, yes, that's something so unromantic about a bread slicer. Like, I know. He's like like oh, you wouldn't have like an anime like fucking like. <laughs> I just... The craft of like someone who spent 50 years cutting <laughs> the perfect slice Sink. of bread. And you're like, yes. Wafer sir. thin. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's start with Sam. Well, let's start with the ones there now. And of course, we're going to. Bring this up in the mid-season check-in as well because I received an email. Well, we received an email from a fan and, hey, thanks so much. Love that. And uh, feel free to do that, everyone out there. It's really cool. We love we love talking about this stuff. And as a result, I was going to skip this show because I was like, Ugh. Oh, it's incredibly popular, incredibly popular? Um, source material as well. Yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. of the most hyped of this season. Yeah, it was, but we missed it. We missed a lot, but we don't worry, guys. I've watched every single episode of this season so far. And keep an eye out for my review of that, which will be coming out probably this week. If not, maybe it's already out now by the time you're going this. But uh, How many thought, shows is that this year? It's a lot. I mean, I'm not doing um, returning uh, shows, uh, so that cuts okay. out quite a, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also, like, watching them anyway. So I ended up just watching that anyhow. So I was like, I may as well. <laughs> um, I think it's around 30-something. Yeah. Wow. Good um, Good yeah. Respect yeah. I need to count. There's a lot of Isekai. Like, so many Re- guys. There's so many re- reincarnated as something villainous stories. You know what? Some of them are good. Some of them are actually good. So. Well, it's funny you say that because the very email we received was someone saying, hey, y'all should check out some of these Isekais that are coming out. They're actually really good. And this was one of them. Basically, it's a show which is currently airing on Netflix. It's made by Studio Trigger. So you might have recognized them from Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Delicious in Dungeon, basically, it's not an Isekai. But it's a fantasy world, very much a fantasy world. And sort of in this world, dungeons exist and it's very sort of D&D style of like you crawl these dungeons and you gain loot and whatever. And a lot of these, they're all different, but this is a very specific dungeon and it's huge. It like supports the first level is like a town basically. Oh, right. And then like you can go deeper and deeper and every level is different. But the show opens, right? And they're being attacked by a dragon and they're in a deep, deep level. And basically, the guys look around. It's like, oh, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. And then he looks around. And he's like, everything's fucked. Like it's a disaster. They're getting wrecked by this dragon. And then his sister ends up being eaten by the dragon, not like killed, but like swallowed by the dragon. And he's like, oh, but just before she gets consumed by the dragon, she magics them all out. So this like, is in a escape rope. Yeah, rope. Tele- teleports. <laughs> What's that? What's, is that Pokemon? You use an escape rope, or do you use like yeah, a, yeah, using when you're in the caves, when you're in the caves, caves. Yeah, 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 escape talisman in various games yeah. or whatever. So basically, she uses the spell, gets them all out of there, and they're all like, "Oh shit, that was wild!" Hey, like that that dragon really really messed us up, and then they're like, "Oh, two of the people who are with us have now left. They're out. They've joined another guild." And then the brothers, like the main character, is like sort of a paladin, sort of knight guy, was like, "Well." I'm going back in. I got to go save her. So I'm going. And they're like, what do you mean? We have no money. We have like half of our team's gone. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? We can't eat anything. And he's like, don't worry. We'll eat in the dungeon from the dungeon creatures. And they're like, what is it? I have this book, which tells me how to cook them all. And they're it's like, like, really old book. This like, crusty old just, book. Yeah. And like, I think it's a bit of a faux pas. Like people are, you know. It's not cool to eat monsters, basically. Well, is it? 
anyway, they get in there and they're like, and there's the other two people with him. One is a mage who's like an elven mage female. And then there's a male, like a little halfling who's like, again, he's the rogue. So his job is to find traps and pick locks and whatnot. She's obviously the offensive magic user. And then they're in there and they're like in this sort of townish sort of, sort of, I guess, like base camp thing. And they're like, all right, the book says this. Let's find all this stuff to eat. And then they find <laughs> that comes later. But they're cooking this monster and this dwarf rolls up and he's like, y'all cooking monsters? <laughs> they're like, yeah. And he's like, you're doing it wrong. And he's like, I have I have been spent, I spent 10 years in this dungeon learning how to cook everything. Would you let me show you? And then like, he cooks this monster and, and uses like, and here's some like moss off this wall. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, this will give the perfect flavor combination. <laughs> perfect umami. Umami <laughs> <laughs> flavor. And then they eat it and they're like, ooh, it's pretty good, hey? <laughs> like, because the books actually told him the wrong thing. Well, it's like, mm. it's like outdated. Like, you know, it's the thing where like, it, it's tell them, it tells him what he can and can't eat. And yeah. He can do it. But then it's like, obviously this guy's like perfected it. Like you do with like modern cooking, you know? Yeah. Kind of he's like a gun of, he's just like, his whole life is this. He's got his pot. This, he's got a pot that he carries with him. Yeah. He's like, just to cook things. Anyway, he's like, then they have it. And then they're like, all right, let's go off and go save, save the sister. And then he's like, yo, can I, uh, reckon I could come with y'all? And uh, just like cook stuff, and they're like, "We're gonna go fight a dragon." He's like, "I've always dreamed of eating a dragon, <laughs> the red dragon specifically." It's so good. And so basically, the show is just them. It's still early days. At the time of recording, this has been two episodes out. It's on Netflix, and basically, it's them traversing the dungeon, very much fantasy styles, very much like a D and D sort of campaign. Uh, except the show's really about eating monsters, which is obviously allegorical for how you create perfect dishes and how you use the things around you, which is very much sort of a Shinto-esque kind of belief with, and I think which is a lot of how Japanese food has become so famous. And of course, the attention to detail, which goes into a lot of Japanese food. Of course, anyone who hasn't seen Jiro Dreams of Sushi, you must, it's so good. But the pursuit of perfection is a major trait across a lot of Japanese culture, but particularly sushi and food making. And this show really, I and mean, all of these shows go into this, but Delicious and Dungeon again, it's just a real genre mashup. It's yeah. just a weird, like, I mean, they all are. A lot of these shows are just like, imagine this, but we're cooking. And the reverence of food though, and the pure reverence of like, how incredible things can be and how you can use the things around you in a sort of symbiotic way. Is it's, it's a delightful surprise. I, I I look forward to it every week. It's yeah, really nice. funny. The, it's fun. The mage character cracks me up. <laughs> she hates it. She she's hates it. it. She's like so off eating monsters <laughs> and like, is, and she's so like the way they've animated her and like I find yeah. that character really fucking funny. She's great. Um, but then we'll just like begrudgingly eat it and be like, this is delicious. Oh, we'll she? just be so off it. <laughs> and the mage guy's like so excited by it, and she's just like, oh, it's it, it's um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good show. I do recommend it. I'm going to check this out. It's, yeah. it's great. It's great. Yeah. Like, we'll, 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 and they um, do the whole like, you know, and this is a trope throughout all of these shows that we're talking about in anime where they'll break down like exactly how they're cooking it and yes. it will be like this beautifully animated and then it will be like uh, slime soup or like slime like you know, kind of oh. thing or like that <laughs> sort of and they bring it in a way like you would some kind of fancy meal and it's just fun because it's obviously a mashup of like monsters and what is it like a scorpion, There's a scorpion mushroom a slime. To- the latest one he makes like karage. Yeah. <laughs> out of a, out of an oil trap. <laughs> 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 he's like, the half is like, 
oh no careful that'll spray hot oil at you he's like hot oil <laughs> <laughs> press the trap he's like no dude it'll kill us and he's like got his pot ready <laughs> like, that's so good <laughs> it's, uh. it's really funny so dungeon meshy or delicious in dungeon check it out big fan what did you watch guy i watched campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill i was very surprised when i saw the mapper title flash up I didn't know it was going to be Mappa. Right. I'm like, man, they really do be making everything. So the story follows, it's an isekai, and it follows a salary man named Sayoshi Makuda. It kind of starts off the same sort of vibe as Shield Hero. So it's heroes, well, normal people summoned into the isekai world to obviously kill the demon lord, because God forbid if we... You couldn't make a character. Anyway. But his skill, like, obviously there's someone who's going to be a lance or a mage or da-da. His skill is he's good at online shopping. That's a good skill. It's all them deals, doesn't he? It's, it's all those deals. Days, all those deals. So he managed, he thinks, like, the king who have trusted him to do that, he thinks it's kind of shady and something's going on. So he just decides to, like, hey, my skill's useless. I'm going to go. And they're like, yeah, cool. He sort of discovers that his his skill he can he, literally he opens up a window he can buy like sauces it's basically an online grocery store and he uses that to basically he wants to start a merchant business and also travel so he hires some band of adventurers to take him across the country and he just starts like feeding them real basic things like he's like oh this could use some soy sauce so he's like buys some soy sauce and sticks it and it blows their mind so it's just one of those animes where it's just like real simple funny sort of stuff but he's just like pulling things out of his little store that just is changing the world, mm. like spices and stuff, like yeah. you know, things they've never had. It's like it, vending machine as well. Pretty one. much, very yeah, similar, yeah, yeah. very lighthearted. But he starts to attract attention from like legendary beasts that he makes like <laughs> packs with. One of them is a like an ancient wolf called Fell, who he like makes some sort of like sticky beef combination thing. So the, they obviously wants to like contract with him. He's like, I'll be your familiar if you feed me. And it's just that sort of escalation. He meets like a little slime. The slime loves his soup. So he, he keeps like, and eventually he will end up having like packs with gods. Mm-hmm. And he just becomes this absurdly powerful person just for his like basic online shopping skills. Like, <laughs> to like, oh, I got these potatoes cheap. And he just, yeah, it's, it's real fun. It's real simple, easy watching. Looks good. The food is, is probably the weaker part of it. Interesting. Like it's I mean, for a food show, <laughs> it doesn't go into the like the things you were saying before about like you know the precision and all mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. His is just um, he makes like simple dishes, but it's mind blowing to these people. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 like they've never tasted anything like it. So um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's it's fun. It's light. Mm. Cooking is good, but it's more <laughs> about the comedy of just like everyone's reactions to like hot miso soup and stuff like that. Mm. Like. So totally, yeah, it's a fun show. I'd give it a watch. Yeah, so it's, been, it's been a bit of fun. Yeah, a bit of fun. And the fact that he so he's got the portal to the other. His online shopping is his portal back to the real world. No, no, he just literally pulls up a window, and he can scroll for items. And he presses, and it just appears in boxes in packaging. Right. Yeah, and that's, he has this little storage. So it's like magic. That's his magic skill. Yeah, that's his yeah. magical yeah, yeah, yeah. skill. Okay. It's so literally, to stuff yeah. shows up in a box with like stickers on it, and it's just like all these you know, kawaii stickers on it. He's like, oh, this is my bag of rice. Amazing. So good. And he can order like utensils and stuff as well. So he he Uh, sort of buys himself like a gas burning stove. Yep. Because he sees one in a store and he's like, it's a magical item and it's like runes and stuff. And this guy does this thing and goes, oh, and there's fire and stuff. 
but he just goes online and buys like a 400 yen little gas top <laughs> cooker, <laughs> but they all like think he's amazing. But it's, <laughs> it's pretty cute. That's awesome. It's pretty cute. Yeah. There's awesome. actually another food anime airing this season called that I didn't know. It's like a food anime in disguise. Um, it's called like It's Time for Torture Princess or something like that. And I remember being like, I'm in for a terrible time when I clicked on this. I was just like, oh, no. But it actually it's a gag anime and I'm not sure if it will last like if the gag will be able to continue. But it's about this like princess who's a warrior and she's very like um, King Arthur-y. She's got – Excalibur and she's like leads the people it's a fantasy world obviously she's got a sword that talks and she gets kept captured by the enemy she's like preparing mentally she's like I'll never speak I'll never like you know and there's like this demon who's sent there to torture her and she's preparing for like torture you know and she's like it's gonna be full on and then they come in and they've just got like really nice food for her they torture her with food <laughs> and she's like and that the character's really stoic but then she just loves food and the food the way they've animated it is really like it looks amazing so it's like nice. you know it's like nice. takoyaki or like stuff like that and the swords does a lot of the talking it's like she would never fall for such a cheap trick such as that and then she's like like trying to keep her cool and trying to like not to eat these like it's it's um it's really dumb but yeah, that i was not when i, I saw that title that. i was like well that's a shocking problematic thing I'm yeah, yeah. Watch, no, like- no, i i did the same thing and i went oh here we go on that watch list and then um i yeah pressed it and was like oh that was a pleasant surprise like a really innocent gag and it's all bait and switch eh? yeah. Yeah. The, the whole series is her just being tortured with food though yeah. like was that was what yeah what's the how'd you get like 20 episodes out of that? yeah i don't know i'll okay. say i yeah, guess i guess we'll we'll see. I've seen one episode and um, yeah. I, I was i Probably laughed enough. a couple of times <laughs> and i went i'm sure that's kind of it yeah. but hey i could be proven wrong could be. who knows well we can't have a food episode Without talking about the absolute like king, the undisputed, the undisputed king. king. <laughs> wow! I mean, I it's didn't say it. The undisputed king of food anime, the most famous one, the one that everyone thinks about when we talk about food anime, is of course Food Wars. Yep. Now, Food Wars. If you have not heard of Food Wars, um, there is a bit of a content warning on this one. It is an etchy anime. It's it's a lot. It's a it's a lot, but. There's so much to like about how it's like so ridiculous and off the wall and so like of its time, you know, like that kind of 2010s anime full on. Like, I'll just give you a quick synopsis of those who haven't watched it. I'm assuming at this point most people have watched Food Wars. It's, um, it's a classic. It's incredibly famous. For better or worse, it yeah. is a classic. <laughs> so synopsis, Soma Yukihara has been cooking alongside his father for as long as he can remember. As a sous chef for his father's restaurant, he has spent years developing his culinary expertise and inventing new dishes to amaze their customers. He aspires to exceed his father's skill and take over the restaurant one day, but he is shocked to learn that his father is closing up the shop to take a job in New York. Rather than tagging along with his father, Soma finds himself enrolling at the prestigious Tutsuki Culinary Academy, where only 10% of its students end up graduating. The school is famous for its shogeki, intense cooking competitions between students often used to settle debates and arguments. His father tells Soma to surpass him and survive the next three years at Tutsuki and graduate there. The Academy's brutal curriculum and fiercely competitive student body await the young chef, who must learn to navigate the treacherous environment if he wants to stand a chance at realising his dreams, but is skill alone enough to let him rise to the top. So this show is absolutely 
bonkers. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> um, the school that he goes to, the way that those I'm sure gekis are basically you challenge someone. If you're like having any kind of disagreement whatsoever, it's like a one-on-one battle. So this is really a like tournament arc of a show. Oh, yeah. And what you have is you just have people challenging each other. Yep. And the way that they're set up is like the whole school watches and it's, it's like an episode of, I would describe it as like Iron Chef. Do you remember that show? It is pure Iron it's Chef. It's Iron Chef. God, I love Iron um, Chef. Great show. But, so what I love about this show is that it really goes – they have like – I've forgotten the name of There's actually a professional chef who um, invented all the recipes and stuff and like consulted uh, with the show, with the manga author and all of that, mangaka, sorry. So like th- their dishes are real and they're very – like amazing and they do take a lot of like you know and every every student it's like so good it's like similar it's like a you know battle anime where everyone's power is like whatever kind of culinary style they choose so there's like a guy that specializes in italian food there's a girl who specializes in like american meat you know like big like like she she has like she's like a butcher kind of style like i love it it's like the dumbest like it's like hogwarts meets iron chef meets (laughs) but the unfortunate reality of what makes food wars so famous is the etchy side people who don't know what etchy is that means basically it's like hypersexualized they take you know the expression like you had a foodgasm food wars takes that to a whole new level so when characters eat the food if it's good they have full-on foodgasms and i'm talking like the animation goes crazy and there's like (laughs) people like floating around and like having an orgasm and like glistening breasts and muscles and like it's like you know there'll be like a wave crashes over them like it goes like it's completely wild the most anime shit ever um i would be so on board with this show if they just were not in high school that's the one thing because i think it's so like i hate that and like that is something that made me stop watching the show I'm not up to date with Food Wars. I know that everyone's furious about the ending. So I one I day I might up. get back to it. You gotta appreciate just how insane it is and how only anime. Like like it's uh, like same with um it reminds me of like Kakeguri, the card one. Oh yes. Like yes, it's yes, a yes, similar yes, sort of yes. vibe of that insane kind of level of like etchy where you're almost it's just unhinged. like it's so unhinged and so over the top that you almost don't even it's not like as bad as yeah, other like, fan servicey things, yeah. even though it is like one of the worst for it. Yeah, I, I think like I was just saying, I I couldn't find in Australia anyway. The first three seasons, the first two seasons are not available because they were on Crunchyroll and then it got taken down. Netflix had the first two seasons. They got rid of it, but Crunchyroll has season three onwards. Like, so that was annoying. I couldn't rewatch it, but um, it's kind of seared into my brain. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think I'll ever forget Food Wars. Yep. I've got friends who are non-anime fans who love Food Wars. It's famous. Because I think they just find it, like, campy and ridiculous it's and outrageous. so, like, outrageous. Um, if you can get past the fact that they're like, you know, in school, I mean, they're not, they don't, they're designed to not look that way. Most people look like 40 plus in it, but you know, we know how old they are because they're at school. If it was a college, I'd be like all about this show because the foodgasms happen to every character, not just the females. Like, it's like, you know, it's actually edgy for everyone. Like, which is like, you know, I'm like, is this a wonderful feminist piece? No, (laughs) probably not. But I, I think it's very funny, very ridiculous. And actually... The, the way that they show the food and the way that they talk yeah. through the recipes and the way that they present it like it is their power-up. You know, it's like they're talking about chakra where they're talking about grilling or, like, you know, like, or what, like, and there's someone, like, commentating when they do stuff and it's like, what? Like, it's uh, the school itself is fucking crazy. The main, like, he's got a harem, of course, because it's fucking edgy anime, the main character. It's- 
Um, but it's, it's anime turned up to 11. Yeah, it's like the know, most like, anime yeah, show yeah. of all time. So so the main love interest, Erina, she is like from a prestigious family and she's got the god tongue, which means that oh, she yeah, can like god taste. Tongue. Yeah, the god tongue. Fuck, that's I the thing. I forgot about the god tongue. Where she can, has like the most refined palate and like chefs will fly around the world to get her take or taste on things. It's like, can you defeat the god tongue? And there's even like, you know, his dad has like a history of, the school, like it's so, it's all, yeah, it's it's like a, it's a kind of shonen esque life. Almost it's amazing. Huge, it's, yeah, it kind yeah. of you know, is though. It like, kind of is also amazing. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird classic. Like oh, anime, you, yep, you, 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 so you, close, so close. But also because it's so fucking unhinged and off the wall and like audacious, mm. it almost makes it good. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's that's weird. It's a hard one to pass. It's a total classic. And you know what? Yeah, like if you if you're comfortable with that kind of thing, then give it a watch. Don't it's yeah. fun. It. Yeah. I personally couldn't get through it, but I do I, remember the food though. Weirdly out of all these shows, I do remember the cuz he makes oh, that yeah. bacon wrapped mushroom thing yeah. to like that woman who comes into the restaurant and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember him having like glistening fat cubes in one of his like first like I remember the food. The yeah. food is is designed like the, the most etchy yeah. bit is the food. Like when you're looking at it, you're like, yeah. fuck, it's like food porn. That is yeah. what yeah. it is. This whole yeah, yeah, show yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. we're doing yeah. food porn and we're going to take anime food and we're going to dial it up and the whole thing is so ridiculous. Yeah. But um, I think from memory and forgive me, food war stands out here. I know there's a lot of you. He's trying to make make a dish better than his father's dish, which it's I like think is like rice. a rice. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And his dad's really hot. Yeah, and I don't hot. think people talk about that enough. <laughs> and I want that to change. So... This is my I'm campaign. Shine light on this. Um, 2024 is going to be all it's about hot dads. So much dads year. <laughs> so much dads year. Yeah, honestly, Food Wars is the ultimate food anime. Yeah, it is. It and is. There's a bunch. So the ones that we've mentioned, though, I love that we didn't go for anything realistic whatsoever. What? Okay. I, was I about mean, the to food. Say well, the food in but... food. Um, food Wars is actual food. Like mo- these are all dishes that people yes. can make. Yeah, same with mine. They're just ordered through magical bars. Exactly. Well, this is an interesting one I'm going to talk about because I kind of, I'd heard this from someone and I was like, that sounds interesting. And it's actually not dissimilar from Campfire Cooking in another world of my absurd skill. Really? This one is called Isekai Isekaya. It's a weird one because it's like, obviously it's an Isekai. I never made that connection till now. Yeah, yeah. So the show centers around Isekaya Nobu, owned by head chef Nobuyuki Yazawa and the waitress Shinobu Senki who runs a floor. Now, it's very much a sort of traditional Japanese izakaya, like, and for those of you who don't know, an izakaya is a type of informal Japanese bar that serves booze as well as food. Very integral, kind of one without the other. That's not what an izakaya is. An izakaya serves food, but mostly kind of almost bite-sized, shareable food. So think Spanish tapas bar, but Japanese sharing things. Uh, Of course, you can get full meals at them sometimes as well. It's various, but they're generally very small. Uh, it can vary, but yeah, an Isakaya is a very specific thing. Uh, also kind of like a speakeasy, I guess, like because they're small and intimate and obviously there's not a huge amount of like blaring music or anything. Intimate, food-driven. Doesn't it translate to like micropub or something like that? Micropub is the yeah. pretty much exact definition, yeah. And also actually they sort of popped up initially in the 700s, they they sort of think back to. In the Shogun Nihongi, which is like a, a famous Japanese text written in 797, there's a record of King Ashihara who got drunk and was murdered in an izakaya style venue in 761. It's a while ago. It's a little while ago. But it actually, they proliferated more and became what they kind of know now during the Edo period when they started off at sake breweries. And when they used to sell sake by weight, people would go in there and drink 
them in the actual brewery and then they sort of started creating what would essentially become a tasting room and people would start That's drinking cool. the sake there before they bought you know their barrels yeah. put it on the cart to get it out of there <sighs> but the first time we started sitting down was they just used the sake barrels so that's why sake barrels you see all over the place as well. You know, yeah, right. they used to be the first seating in izakayas. So let's bring back barrels of there things. There you go. Let's sit on barrels. Let's bring back barrels. Yes, I've barrels. sat on stuff, kegs in my time. It's Indeed, you know, it's not as romantic. No. Anyway, I digress. So both Nobuyuki and Senki take great pride in their work and strive to deliver the best experience to their guests possible. But as the title suggests, not an ordinary izakaya, because the front door opens up to the city of Ithuria a city from a parallel universe. And then as news spreads across the lands, Aetherian citizens from all walks of life attend to taste the exquisite dishes and experience the elite hospitality. And also interesting, the final act of every one of these actually goes to real, like goes to real life. Like as in they actually go and meet a chef who cooks some of the like kind of meals from the show. Mm. Like it goes to, there's one guy who does it a lot. Who's like, Oh, in this episode, they cooked this. Well, let me cook this for you and cooks it and explains. There's like a narrator talking to him while he explains what he's doing. Sometimes they follow like famous actors around Tokyo and he goes to a very famous fried chicken place in Asakusa, which they took as I did the fried chicken episode, like Karage episode. It's actually fucking sick. The show, <laughs> but like, again, a bit like yours. The show is very much like these people from this fantasy, you know, medieval right. style land go in there and they're like, and the first episode is this guy who's like been there, he knows, you know, and it's, it's classic when you go to these, like, so they might as well just followed me around Japan with a camera. <laughs> and this is pretty much the experience you will get. Just this guy being like, check this out. And the guy walks in and he's like, oh, what is this place? You know, like whatever. And then he's like, uh, try this. And he's like, this is the yeah. most incredible thing I've ever had. And then it's like, try it with beer, like edamame. And he's like, drinks it then with it. Cause it's like cold ale. What is this place? Like, you know, and then they cold. drink the cold ale and have edamame. And he's just like, Oh! <laughs> which is my what happens to me when i go to japan yeah so basically it's just it's not a much of conflict it's just people like from a different world and of course it's emblematic of people going to japan and experiencing the color yeah, of course scene right obviously and in one of the episodes it's pretty funny this like really noble girl goes in who's like young father's dead and uncle's looking after her and like she's about to like great you know go off and become royalty or whatever she's very picky shockingly picky eater and she's like i want something with no sour no sweet no fried, no this. And then, and famously, she's like, ooh, she never can eat anything that she likes. And then the chef's sitting there being like, hmm. And then he makes her something which obviously she loves. And it's this whole thing. And then she's like, so every episode, someone comes and tries to challenge the chef to be like, he can't do this. Yeah, yeah. But he can. And that's basically every episode. And, but it's, so it's weird because it's obviously a fucking fantasy world. But it's actually very realistic and the, to the point where they even literally have a real chef in real life cooking on in the final segment of every show. All right. Mm. So it's guys like, and very meditative, very chill, yeah. very cool. Just sitting there being like, I could eat me some karage and smash a beer right about now. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's also, it's made by Studio Sunrise. So like Bebop and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And it looks great. And uh, it aired in 2018. So there you go. An old uh, seasonal from back in the day. How good. If you want to chill out and watch some, you know, cool food shit, Izakaya, Izakaya. Good time. Yeah, there's just something about the way that food is animated in general in oh. most anime. There's so many, you know, bento boxes or like lunches. Or like, And there's yes. obviously like a lot of meaning in food in co different cultures. Yes. Which I think Food Wars does well because it doesn't just deal with Japanese food. It's like 
every all food it's all food from around the world and they kind of do i mean i say they treat it with level of respect but they're like two seconds later it's like a food gasm i'm like they treat the food with respect and you're like do they <laughs> with the utmost respect <laughs> the highest honor yeah like making someone lunch or providing someone with lunch or bringing a bento for someone or making chocolate for hal for halloween shaking <laughs> chocolate for valentine's day chocolate for Chocolate. Uh, yes. the old classic eh? <laughs> Chocolate for Halloween. Am I Wednesday Adams or some shit? I I suppose you give out chocolate at Halloween, I guess. You can, yes. In a not hot take that no one will argue, I think the Studio Ghibli animates the best food. Yeah, I don't think that's... uh, Yeah. Pretty uh, hard to, to argue against. Just, you know, even in spirited away. Like, I, I honestly, if I were the parents, I'd be a pig immediately. Oh. I'd be fucked. I'd walk in there and be like, oh. this looks great. Are you and me? then I'd be like, leave <laughs> me here to be a pig. Like, yeah. Leave my that stupid daughter. Get away from me. <laughs> Go do all your nonsense. I live here now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it's, it's so good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, and food is so important culturally to every nation to every people, you know what I mean? To dip, obviously, people handle it very, very differently, you know, but like Japanese food is, and again, the whole, the whole izakaya thing, right? It's like food and drink cannot go together without in an izakaya. Of mm. course, you can go to bars where you don't have mm. food, obviously. There are lots of bars there which don't do food. But the izakaya itself is just, and even like when you go to elite sushi restaurants, you know, it's like the sake pairing and whatnot, and the shochu pairings and these things. It's just such an integrated thing and it's such a big thing culturally there. And I don't know, every, every nation does it differently, which is really interesting. And, you know, Japan has a real reverence for it. You know, many, you know, like the French as well, obviously. You know, sort Germans. Of, Italians. Sausage Italians. And Italians. I mean, like Wine and pasta. many nations do it. Lots of Middle Eastern nations. Extraordinary. You know, it, it's pretty much everyone. Has, everyone's got their uh, stuff. Every now, I mean, Australia is weird with our food culture because we are. What are you talking about? A pint well, and a schnitty? <laughs> yeah. A German, a German dish. A German dish and a, uh, <laughs> a European ale. European ale. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more Aussie if it tried. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Australia's weird because we love food. Real foodie nation. We've got well, we've some got a restaurants, multicultural um, society. Very, so we, very much. So we have like a lot of, if you ever do come to Australia, like you, you'll find a lot of incredible cuisines from Often. other All walks of life, like, yeah. Incredible. We're talking about like Australian cooking or cuisine. We don't really have. We've it's, got it's a Lamington. Australian, yes. When someone says like modern England. Australian, it's like, oh, so French. Like, yeah, yeah. It basically kind of means like a spin on French with Aussie ingredients. Like, you know, only people that do it worse are the English. English has the worst food. Oh, absolutely. No, everyone can agree on that. <sighs> Sorry, Gray. Yeah. Look, I'm uh, but no, no one likes haggis, no. dude. Aussie's, no. Aussie's definitely below. What well, just for your your input into the culinary world? I'm not saying it's, I mean, I think the food is probably the best in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, the but Japan, it's not, you got I the mean, Asian influence, you got you know, European, yeah, like, it's all, yeah, yeah, you can get but good I mean, everything. what you've Given to the world, like oh, nothing. Fairy oh, no. bread, Vegemite on toast, like <laughs> fairy bread is fucking know. sick. <laughs> uh, what is it like? I cast the out. Yeah. Is it like meat pie? People... Meat pie. I don't know if you could actually. I mean, we eat a lot of it. I don't know if you could actually. I don't know. The, no, I don't know the origin. That's definitely got to be the British, right? That's yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's definitely. You know. Okay, fine. We're worse. Well, I'm I mean, not English. I, yeah, I, I, I like, come from a culture that may eats sheep lips for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Every nation's got the, you know. We got haggis and that's it. Haggis, yeah. <laughs> so, ooh, a nice pot of soup. Like. 
It's in this no door, man. It's yeah, exactly. It's fine. Keeps you warm. The winter's coming. Yeah. I'm talking like I don't adore. Like I, my partner always says that the way that I cook is like I run a medieval tavern. Like I just have like, <laughs> like, like you'll, have a, you'll have a stew and you'll eat the bread. Like, hey, stews are wicked. Like. So fucking. That's like, all I can make. How did you make gruel? Like, honestly, <laughs> that is my cooking. So I can't really, I can't really complain about anything when I cook the way that I cook. I don't even think anime could make it look good. Um, well, just quickly before we stop, I just want to talk a little bit about like how sushi came into being. Because I think it's kind of interesting. Obviously, it's such an iconic yeah, dish. We could, you could do a whole podcast series just on sushi. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll just give you a very basic thing. But so it actually began with the proliferation of rice paddy fields, obviously, where fish was actually fermented with vinegar, salt, and rice. After which the rice was discarded. In the I'm talking, we're going back. But the earliest form of the dish was created around the Yayoi period, so early sort of Iron Age time. But during the Muromachi period, which was 1336 to 1573, the rice began to be eaten along with the fish. And then during the Edo period, so from 1600s to 1876, vinegar rather than fermented rice began to be used. And that's obviously now what is much more modern. The vinegar and rice. Actually, what sushi means is vinegar and rice. Mm. That's actually the actual definition mm. of sushi. A fish, no, it's not actually the definition. It's the vinegar and the rice. Vinegar and rice. Okay. And that's why, you know, in Georgians of Sushi, which I mentioned earlier, the guys who start working there spend three years making the rice before they even allowed to touch a fish. Three years. Because yeah. the vinegar and rice is actually the real thing when you get to elite sushi that differentiates. Obviously, mm. of course, the fresh fish you get, but the actual, like, the real thing is how you vinegar the rice. That's, like, mm. the big thing. The invention of rice vinegar basically changed the game and gave birth to the Nigiri style of sushi, which we know today. And its creation is attributed to a guy called Hanaya Yokai around 1824 and actually became, like, the fast food of the churning class of the Edo period. So churning class being the merchant class, who was subordinate to the samurai class, who was subordinate to the nobility. Uh, and then, of course, through the years it's become... You know, an elite fine dining experience. But yeah, right. yeah. interesting. How That's strange. very interesting. Yeah. But no, I think it's amazing. And like food is just, as I said, it's so important culturally and especially in Japan. And I just think anime does it so well. And and again, like so many things, they just mash those genres up and you'll find a food anime in all sorts. Lots of isekais and lots Surprising of fantasies. Well, they just, things. It, it just lends itself it well literally, to Yeah, it lends itself to comedy a lot too. It does too. True um, but yeah, I think Food Wars is the ultimate to me. Yeah, um, it's the Jesus. seminal classic. That's yes. it. It lends itself to anime as well because it can be treated like a power system with yes. the prep and all of that kind of stuff yes. and just the way that like action, like action packed or like comedy yes. with food. And slice of life, obviously. Yes. A well, lot of slice of life shows. It looks so nice, you know. Yeah. Delicious in Dungeon. Delicious. <laughs> as as they say. As they say. But yeah, because I mean, Isekai is a Kaya, obviously fantasy world, but actually I would say it's more of a slice of life show than an, than an Isekai or a fantasy show. Yeah, right. So, but again, all forms, all sorts. And hey, if we've missed anything, hit us up. Let us know. I we mean, definitely missed him. Oh, we could do so many shows on this, and like, we, we could just do a show on Ghibli food, and we. We may do down the line. I um yeah, it's funny. I actually would like some recommendations because I it's not a genre I gravitate towards. You mm. know, mostly because I, I I'm triggered by my lack of cooking ability, so I don't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> but I would like to because I think it can be a very wholesome. I mean, I, I know I just talked about food wars, opposite of wholesome, but I do think it lends itself to wholesome kind yes. of vibes yes. as well. So hit me up with some wholesome recommendations. Yes, if there is any, if they exist, uh, which uh, they certainly do. <laughs> hey. 
Thank you all so much for listening. Charlie, Graham, appreciate it. Always a good time. So thank you very much. Now, just some housekeeping as we head out. Again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you like us and you dig what we're doing, you can find us on Patreon where we are doing extra episodes every week as of 2024. Exciting times. Obviously, find us on patreon.com. You'll also get early releases to the normal episodes like this one too and behind the scenes. But of course, if you want to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, you can find us on our website, www.gatewaytoanime.com. Leave us a five-star review if you are a listener, even if you aren't. Just jump on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Write a little thing on Apple Podcasts if you want. Like I say, actually makes a big difference and we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to do so and you like what we're doing. So thank you so much, Charlie, Graham. Always a pleasure. Catch you next time on Gateway to Anime. Have a good one.